the other day, I had a client that came up to me and uh, they brought about a question, a question that they uh, that I thought was a pretty good question, but I was curious about where they got this question from. Uh, they were referring to how much food they should be eating and um, when they should be eating it. Now, the how much food aspect, I completely agree. I, listen, I understand that calories are a very important thing when you're trying to lose weight. Um, but with regards to like meal timing, I was very curious where they got this meal timing thing. Now, I won't say where she got it from, but, but, but it raised the question of all this available information out there on the internet. You know, there's like three guys that started a podcast and they're contributing to this plethora of information out there. And we just got to make sure we got to make sure that our listeners, they are listening to good content information. And that we are siding on the side of good content information, you know, that we make sure that we're not just providing some pretty shitty content and, and, and just providing some terrible information and misguiding our listeners. So um, today I have an idea for an episode. I figured we'd play a game. Is it mental or is it meta? The mental rep. <laughs> Welcome back to another Mental Rev, a district podcast where each week we dive into the complex topics of training, nutrition, and recovery with a roundtable discussion led by top professionals in fitness and performance. I'm your host, Jorge Diaz. And I'm Scott Gunter. And Daniel Belay. And like I mentioned before, today we're going to play a game. But before we play into, before we get into the game, folks, any client wins for the week? Yeah, yeah, we just yeah. had brawl, brawl. multiple clients competing at NJ States this weekend. Yeah, which we was did. Awesome. Bunch of PRs. Uh, we had Amaria, Sidon, and Kurt, Dr. Kurt Makavinta. Okay, so Neil's not here to speak on behalf of Sidon, but do you know what he hit? I know he hit some PRs. I think he finally deadlifted over 200 in competition. Mind you guys, this guy is a 56 kilo teen. Four? Something like that. How old is he? I don't know. He's 13. Team he's one. 13. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's young. Team one. Yeah. So, deadlifted over 200. Amaria just nearly, nearly hit 300 for the first time. But, unfortunately, she lost balance. Oh. Real heartbreaker. Kurt deadlifted uh, just shy of 450. Oh. Or, I'm sorry, 490. Oh. Over 490. There we go. Has he ever hit 500? No, he hasn't. So oh. he's inching his way there. This this week, we may or may not go a little ham on a deadlift bar, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so the really crazy part about powerlifting is like you spend like four, five, maybe six blocks, different amounts of blocks, just putting together a lot of uh, uh, adaptations so that you could increase your strength by maybe five, 10 pounds. So how long has he been working towards this 500-pound goal? Uh, probably, I mean, since he started powerlifting, honestly, uh, um, his first meet, he hit one. Well, I guess when he started with us, he was barely pulling like 300. You got I remember us getting so excited with the first time he hit 315. Wow. So barely pulling 300 already passed the 400. Now he's going into the fives. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So pretty exciting, especially like when all things considered last block, when we were prepping for his last meet, you know, he had like. Four or five days a week because he decided to quit his job, focus fully on piloting and focus on himself. Mm. Um, he transitioned jobs. And, you know, when he started working at his new job, he transitioned down to only three days a week mm. training. Mm. So it's pretty exciting to see, like, still progress while also pulling back on his overall frequency and volume. Okay. Okay. Good for him, man. Good for him. Um, so 
that's very exciting stuff. I'm happy to hear that our clients did well. Um, so today's episode is inspired by, uh, to, to be honest with you, as I was doing this research in today's episode, I didn't really find too, too much, but I just know that there is a, there is a large amount of jargon out there. Um, I think that my algorithms are working very well to my liking because um, I didn't, when I was doing the research, when I was on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and I was looking up these stuff, I didn't find a lot of jargon in my feed or in my search. But I imagine that someone who's not as, um, I guess, filtered out, who ha whose algorithm doesn't filter out that jargon, um, probably receives a lot of, um, I want to say clout chasing or clickbait information. So um, this could be any type of information. Um, you'll listen to some of the examples that I have, but the point of this is, is as we're going to go through some audios. Um, I want you guys to independently tell me whether this is a mental rep is this is mental or if this is a meta rep or if this is meta. So if it's mental or meta meta, as in it belongs on the internet, stay on the internet. So, so you're going to give me your opinion as to why you think it's mental or meta. Does that sound fair, guys? Sound fair? Sounds fair. All right. And That's if what? you guys get this right, you'll win a prize. What's the prize? <laughs> I didn't come up with something clever, so let's keep going. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Eric, could you please press play on the first one? If you take progesterone every day for a month, here's what happens. It's been reported to give similar effects to a low-dose anabolic cycle without the associated side effects. And the molecules on this little pill increase muscle protein synthesis on your body. And this all translates to better performance in the gym and better recovery. So if you want to be stronger, remember. Wow. All right. A lot to digest there. So do you guys want to hear it again? Do you know what the video is about? I would like to hear what he's talking about. I so he's I, I mean, he's got a little bit of an accent, but he's talking about turkesterone. Have you guys ever heard of turkesterone? Well, it's, it's okay if you have it. I haven't. No. You haven't? Okay. Sounds, Interesting. Is it, is it testosterone made in Turkey? Oh, no. That was close. That was derived close. from... So, turkesterone has been a crazy internet fad, right? It's said to be a... Uh, uh, it, it's it's derivative of testosterone because testosterone is found in, I believe, mammals. I'm going to butcher this, but not the best explanation. So full warning here. It, it's testosterone is found in mammals. Turkesterone is similar to that, but it's found in insects. So what the, the, they said is that they, um, and I, by they, I mean who, whoever, there's different labels, there are different brandings that have taken turkesterone and placed this in um, a pill form. And then you've gotten a lot of internet um sensation talking about the effects of turkesterone and how it is anabolic and how it improves or increases your libido it increases your um your 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 ability to adapt to increase in muscle size and so it's even better that you guys have never heard of this because now i want you to listen to that sound one more time and tell me what you think tell me what you think tell me how you would dissect this how would you what steps would you guys take for you to identify whether this is mental or meta. Okay. Okay. So right. how would you discover whether this is mental or meta? First off, I would probably meta it just based on the background music, especially that it's the same level of the information that he's trying to say. Um, he's not giving any numbers. Actually, hold on. Why would you do that? I, I'm just biased. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, and I only say that because you know what I discovered? 
there's a lot of TikTok sounds that will push forward a video just because of the sound. So I'm pretty sure that's why he did that. I And that was going to be my next point. There's a lot of information that's being clouded by 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 marketing i mean if we go back to things like multi-level marketing schemes a lot of the supplements that were surrounded by that anytime there's a massive amount of marketing behind it it's sometimes hard to determine what the actual information is because the number one like this guy sounds like somebody who might have some benefit if that product sells maybe he has some kind of an endorsement from it um but like with things like multi-level marketing if you are like an Herbalife or a Advocare, yeah, or, um, uh, like ID Life. It, it's so hard to see what the true information is because most of the studies are done by them, paid for by them, and they make money based on selling more supplements and supplements don't have to be regulated by the FDA. So this is another thing too. Um, I, I do hear a foreign accent. Now there's plenty of people with foreign accents who are American, but I also know that there are certain regulations with with hormones, maybe pro hormones in the U.S. So maybe this is something coming from another country where they don't have the same regulations on on uh, supplements or what we can do with human trials that um, other countries have. Second thing is just the pathways to ingest something that sounds like a hormone going. Uh, if you're not injecting or you're doing something orally, I feel like the pathways aren't there to stimulate the type of adaptations that he's claiming with that said he's claiming some significant adaptations but he's also very general about it so what i would look at is what i would look for in good quality information is somebody who's actually citing a research study and then maybe going to that study and seeing how large that trial is the extent of time it is now jorge mentioned right before this this is a newer fad type thing now he said fad right away so i'm going to say that's a giveaway but we want research that's been extended over five, 10 years to see long-term effects, Have be able to go to a bunch of different populations and a, bu- a large sample size to see what the effects really are. Now, many claims like this, there is some truth to it, but I would, I would probably lean towards maybe there's some truth to the claims that they're making, but is it safe? Is it the most effective? Is it something that is not affecting your body in a negative way, especially since it's coming from insects that doesn't sound the most natural i probably wouldn't recommend it to my clients before looking into it further okay so um just from what i'm getting from what you were saying um one of the key takeaways uh that you were saying is 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 the person introducing the supplement or promoting the supplement bias towards the supplement in other words do they make money off of promoting the supplement that's one key giveaway when you're getting information from wherever you might be getting information from um one of the things you mentioned also is that the the regulations differ by country so you also have to look at uh where this supplement is being sourced from where it's being sold because the regulations in that country might be a little bit looser from the regulations that we have here in the united states and also the company sometimes we'll have companies in the u.s who import things from other countries too so there's a couple different pinpoints on the map to say, okay, is this in a clean facility here? Is this a clean facility here? I mean, me working with with athletes, I literally stick with just NSF certified safer sport, informed choice, things that are from facilities that have been tested by third parties. And even so, we still keep the supplements to a, a very simple uh, regimen and they should be doing a lot of other things first before diving into that. 
Okay. Okay. So NSF certification. So again, reiterate what you said. Uh, supplements are not a food. They're not a drug. So they do not get um, FDA, regulated. FDA regulated. However, they are a supplement. So they do get NSF certified. They, they, they can. Can be if they you can. But that generally requires the company who owns that supplement to um, work with, pay probably a decent amount of money to a third party like NSF, like Informed Choice, to come in, go through their entire lab facility and make sure it's uh, not contaminated, test their products pretty uh, religiously, and and make sure that they're free of banned substances. And even so, there's still that small percent chance that there could be some contamination in there. Okay. And then lastly, one of the major points that you made was they didn't cite their research. They didn't cite their sources. So folks, look for those citations. Danielson, dun dun dun. What do you think? Is it mental or is it meta? Honestly, like so, like whenever I see something like this, I never like to say, "Hey, like right off the bat, that it is bullshit." Simply just because it's just like there's so much research coming out all the time um, that if it's something that we've never seen before, um, who knows? Maybe there's new research, maybe there's new formulas, maybe there's new things. But with that being said, just based on everything that he said, one, and I'd piggyback off of everything Scott said. But the biggest red flag for me was the all the benefits of anabolic steroids that he mentioned without any of the downside to it. I, I know that was a little verbatim, but, you know, when we think about the body, it's pretty systematic where it's not just, hey, you can pick this, this and this and nothing else is going to happen behind it. So a lot of the things that are going to stimulate X, Y, Z within the body from one supplementation, if we need to create that same stimulus, there's probably going to be the same outcome coming. Um, so just, I guess with that being said, that was the biggest red flag for me that just turned me off immediately. But again, I wouldn't say that without additional research, further, I guess, studies going towards it in the future, who knows, maybe five, 10 years down the line, it could be something big, it could be something actually good. Um, it could be something helpful, but right at this moment, it's to me, sounds too new and novice, and the marketing behind it's kind of meh. I, I like that point, right. though, because there's a lot of things that maybe I heard about early on in my career that we knocked off as, oh, this is BS, this is just marketing. Or probably most most uh, prevalent was a lot of things from like Ayurvedic Chinese medicine that we looked at as, oh, this isn't research-based, this is just tradition, years and years of different herbs and stuff like that and now there's a lot of research that supports a lot of those different mm. herbs and supplements nootropics nootropics or or a lot of things that have to do with inflammation or the brain there's now a lot of research that supports that so definitely definitely agree with what he said and it, it could be something that maybe in the future but I'm, i just don't know that we're there yet i guess also not for my population so some of the key takeaways that i got from dan is uh always be weary with new stuff right um the new stuff isn't necessarily proven so don't think that that's absolutely certain um especially be weary if it's all benefits and no downside like you said body systemized so you can't pick good without the bad so the question always remains is it too new ask yourselves is it too new so for that one we're gonna go with <laughs> meta so the reason why i really create love that it was meta is because the issue is that it's too new um Eiffel Tower. Be weary of terkesterone because of the fact that it's so new um, that you actually don't even know if you're going to be getting terkesterone when you're buying the supplement from the brand. 
Um, there's actually been a few sample studies done, not to test the efficacy of terkesterone, but to test whether the, the, purity. the purity of the supplement is actually being delivered. So that's also something to be wary of when purchasing supplements. That's why that NSF certification is very crucial because they also tested that purity. And that's, that's also true with a lot of other supplements too. I mean, in the past couple of years, CBD has been like jumping to the forefront of things. And there are certain studies that show it is effective for pain, joint aches, things like that. But going back to the efficacy, there was also a lot of studies that showed that maybe the ones that did help with that had some THC in it or had some other compounds that, mm. that were really the primary effector and not, not the actual CBD. Um, but there is a lot more research now than we had a couple of years ago. Cool. Eric, can you play the next sound, please? I'm gonna answer a few questions. Is your disc like a jelly donut? No. This analogy is used because similar to a jelly donut, there's an outer layer of the disc known as the annulus fibrosus and an inner component known as the nucleus pulposus. The inner layer can push beyond the boundary of the outer layer as you can see in the pictures. But the process isn't as simple or terrifying as it's made out to be, and the disc isn't that fragile. Unlike a jelly donut, your discs can resist compression, tension, torsion. They're strong and adaptable. In the case of disc herniations, there's also some good news. One, systematic reviews by Chu et al. and Zong et al. show that discs can heal on their own over time. In fact, worse herniations are more likely to heal. Two, size doesn't always matter. <laughs> that, was, that, was false, perfect false, that last i was on until that last part <laughs> so what do you guys think mental oh, or meta mental i love it you love it okay seconds why uh, sound, sounds like a physical therapist that is correct? um i feel like i know the guy too um so one he used a lot of scientific terms to actually describe the anatomy and took the time to actually do that two he's correct in what he's talking about i mean i I do describe the disc as a jelly donut sometimes, but he's correct that it does require or it can handle torsion, compression. It's meant to do that. And systematic reviews have shown that. So I've actually seen those studies. And just the fact that he's actually citing systematic reviews when we're talking about quality of research, there's everything from supplement company A putting out a study that has two individuals who they prime selected to basically take their supplement and get results. And that's probably the most biased study, but you can say that's a study versus all the way at the other end where you look at a systematic review. That's where you're looking at all the research that's available on that topic. And you're saying, okay, well, what does this actually say? What, what can we summarize based on the research? And that's going to give you the best quality information there. He also cited his resources, which we talked about in the previous one. Um, and uh, again, there, there is truth behind large prolapses or, or extrusions of a disc being able to heal over the course of time. But it is something that even if you get a surgery like a microdiscectomy where you solve that, you can have another prolapse, but they can heal. All right. Daniel-san. Um, I'm going to echo that because in our experience as fitness professionals, um, I think that's one of the big misconceptions for most people is that like if they have a herniated disc that they're shot for life, that they can't do anything, um, which we see time and time again with physical therapists, even with the clients that we work with, with um, just any kind of back or disc injury. It's I don't want to say easy, but it's very realistic for them to get back into a form of where they were before. Um, so I'm going to echo that on that sense. And then also just the fact that one, he 
did have a lot of research and just actual like scientific jargon. Is that the right word? <laughs> um, towards anatomical scientific terms. evidence, evidence, anatomical terms. There we go. Um, behind you know what he was explaining. So it, it, from that end, it sounds a little bit more reputable. Just if I didn't actually know what he was talking about. Okay, and um, always just be weary of the use of anatomical terms. Um, yeah, because yes. a lot of times, you know, you're going to get those regular, regular people that utilize these anatomical terms that they learn from, um, from credible sources. You know, maybe they took a class, maybe they got a certification and they're using these terms. But um, I think one of the major things that he does very well to put himself, uh, separate himself from those people that just abuse these terms or this knowledge is that uh, just as you guys mentioned, he references his he cites his resources that's a big deal he cites his resources yeah. and what you don't see what you heard in the background was this clicking and stuff and sliding he was actually uh he put up visuals in his uh video that uh showed the source and he cited the source in the description of the youtube video now the question then becomes who was this this was actually dr mark uh, Sir, Sir Dicka, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Dr. Mark Serdica, physical, uh, physical therapist um, from E3 Rehab. So anybody who's um, and we got the name here, Serdica. Yeah, I think it's it's either Serdica or Serdica. Dr. Mark, if you ever listen to this, let me just say, number one, I'm flattered and humbled. Number two, I'm so sorry I mispronounced your <laughs> name. Um, so, yeah, he's a very well knowledge, um, a lot of good content on E3 Rehab pertaining to just any form of rehab rehabilitation. Say that word for me, please. Rehabilitation. Rehabilitation. Uh, <laughs> English was my second language, so please forgive me. I was just going to build off that when looking. Sometimes people can throw in these buzzwords or throw in anatomical terms, but I would look at the qualifications of the actual person, too. So if anybody's giving information on rehab or or surgery or injuries, I would look for somebody who's a physical therapist, maybe athletic trainer, orthopedist, something along those lines that actually has the medical background or a, a trainer that maybe has a maybe corrective exercise certification. Just look at where the information is coming from and make sure it's not just a personality who read another article and is now reciprocating that because we know with like copies, eventually some information or that old game telephone, eventually the information is going to get misconstrued if it's not coming from the source. Yeah. And to be honest with you, like even I'm, I, I do that sometimes, you know, I cite these sources and, um, again, I, I always say like, Hey, these are the people I heard it from, you know, go check out their page because they're going to explain it much better than the way I just echoed it. All I'm doing is echoing it. And so when I have clients that ask for, I don't know, some form of like, um, prehab rehab drills or mobility drills, I always just direct them to these people because, um, as you mentioned, I never want to risk the, uh, I never want to expose myself to the risk of misinforming somebody so be weary of that eric next sound you guys are gonna love this one cardio is, is a is a fucking myth so you it's never do cardio <laughs> Here's the thing. cardio is worked in metabolic conditioning cardio is worked into lifting heavy shit so i go lift heavy shit and i manage my rest sessions i'm not gonna rest more than a minute or two my 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 heart rate doesn't go below 120 and i'm doing another fucking set so here's the thing i'm building my fucking squat i'm building my strength which is the ultra alpha fucking virtue across time and space right i'm strong i look fucking strong i'm my fucking barbarian self and i'm able to get cardio in at the same time yeah all right okay is this mental or meta let's get this guy off the internet <laughs> i'm gonna say meta meta as fuck i, I think, think he should 
go to the comedy cellar to become a stand-up comedian. So he used atomical terms, anatomical terms. Yeah, the F word. <laughs> he did use that. But he did use anatomical <laughs> terms. I think in the beginning he did say that, uh, what do you say? He used the word, and um, it's worked into metabolic something. Metabolic conditioning. He's not metabolic wrong conditioning. that your heart rate does <clears throat> elevate and a he, little bit when you are doing when you were doing resistance training, your, your blood pressure changes and spikes. But... But it seems like he's so much really, more. There's, there's so much that we could spend all day yeah. dissecting that, but there's so much behind Shit. the appropriate rest times. There's so much behind training the aerobic system. There's so much behind when to train the anaerobic system and what is actually happening during them. Now, you can train those with every any exercise that you want. I mean, just because we say a piece of cardio equipment doesn't mean you can't do cardio when you're doing another type of exercise. But I do think there needs to be some dedicated focus to that, especially with the athletic population, especially with the older populations that's just trying to move or feel better. Now, I'm going to lay up this or toss this to Dan to talk more about the, say, powerlifting, bodybuilding type population. But I believe they also do some cardio as well. Yeah, for active recovery. When we think about um, just saying cardio is bullshit, it's such a vague topic. Let and just the needle on something along those lines, it's so easy just to say, hey, that's already meta. Just from taking something that I don't want to say it's like there's so much research behind the benefits of overall cardio and just cardiovascular and training, cardiovascular endurance from not just losing weights, getting stronger, having heart health, but well, yes, heart health and then also cardiovascular endurance. Um, but just to say something is that has been proven and researched and stands the test of time. Such nonsense. Um, but love it. Love this guy. Yeah, this is the liver king. Um, oh, boy. So <laughs> as you, if you don't know who the liver king is, is uh, he became widely popular on the Internet because uh, he would eat basic raw livers of animal creatures whatever um so number one he has no um soul. he has so he he has no certifications he has no degrees behind his name besides the liver king uh he speaks in absolutes so i guess that's one of the things to be wary of people who speak in absolutes he says this is bullshit and this is bad now cetera, does he know what he's doing is he behind the scenes saying i'm gonna move the needle and get a thousand new followers just by saying this one thing he could be clout chasing probably yeah. probably um and no citations so play the last one for me please eric stop worrying about your testosterone yes there are indications uh, to get your testosterone levels checked and further manage that clinical hypogonadism but like this idea that you can manipulate your testosterone via a dietary pattern change or over-the-counter sort of supplement and that's you're going to feel it or it's going to matter that is bs if you change your dietary pattern, you were previously an individual carrying too much body fat, and then you subsequently normalize that. I could make a case for that, improving your testosterone levels. But as far as like taking your testosterone levels from the low end of normal to the high, high end of normal on a particular reading, you're not going to notice that thing one. And, and thing two, it doesn't matter. It's not like you're going to get more muscle mass, more strength, more libido, you know, whatever. That doesn't happen. There are complex, redundant, homeostatic mechanisms that control how much testosterone you produce, how sensitive you are to that testosterone and its function. The body is very, very complex. The biggest thing to hurt your testosterone levels and subsequent gains is worrying about your testosterone. So mental or meta? <sighs> mental, I, yep. I pretty much agree with everything you said. Yeah. 
Yeah. It pretty it pretty much becomes redundant. Um, this is Dr. Jordan Feigemann from Barbell Medicine. Mm. Um, very well accredited uh, doctor who who continued powerlifting through medical school. Um, he does a really good job. I, I think one of the things I really love about him is he does not speak in absolutes. He has he, he he's. He did say BS. He said that is BS. That is BS. It is it's true. He he does speak in, to some degree. You're right. He does speak to some degree. I think he said at some point. If it increases, then I could make an argument, but it's probably not. What I like that he said is, so we see supplements all the time that are pushed to us. Even vitamin D or eating your cruciferous vegetables or eating things that can improve testosterone. Is there research that shows in an isolated study that you could nudge that up a little bit? Yes, there are some supportive studies that show that and improving your diet can help with healthy testosterone production. But what I like that he clarified is that any of those changes, one, our body has homeostatic systems to balance out what our level is, what our DNA says we should produce. Two, it, we're not going to notice it to the extent of somebody who's taking something that's inorganic, somebody who's taking something like a steroid. The benefits that we get from these subtle changes are not dramatic, but again, stress is one of the biggest killers of that. Focus on your stress first. Focus on uh, healthy eating just for overall energy levels. You will feel better energy. You might feel improved libido, but not necessarily based on a dramatic increase in testosterone, possibly just based on you're feeling better. You're better hydrated. Your bodily processes are, are functioning the way they're supposed to. Anything to add, Dan? Hit the nail on the head. Hit the nail on the head. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk about. All right, guys. That's all we have for the mental rep. Thank you for tuning in. Check us out next week. Peace. The mental rap. <laughs> <laughs>